Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because it's someone that I've wanted to interview for a long time. Grace Griffith is joining me on the show and she's an amazing copywriter. She actually did the copy for one of my clients' websites, Brittany Rincon of Hello Podcast Media and she did such an amazing job. So as soon as I saw her work and checked out her website, I was like, I want to invite Grace on the show. And I'm so glad that we got to connect. She's just so nice. And this is it's been a while since I've done podcast um, interviews with the podcast going on break. But just this week, I've been doing several and just so impressed um, and inspired by how kind people are. So I really love doing these interviews and getting to know people. And I hope you'll enjoy getting to know Grace and learn from the tips that she has to share in this episode about empathy-driven marketing and copywriting. She just has such an amazing perspective and you might have heard of empathy-driven marketing before, but I just love the way that Grace explains things. And if you've never met her or heard of her before, let me go ahead and share Grace's bio with you. Grace Griffith is a copywriter and messaging strategist for coaches, consultants, and course creators. She specializes in crafting messages that build trust, leading to more engagement, connection, and conversions for her clients. Grace believes marketing should be grounded in empathy and that good listening is what causes businesses to stand out. When Grace isn't writing copy or studying data, you'll find her reading fiction or business development books, practicing yoga, or traveling with her husband and three-year-old. So, like I said, Grace is just so kind. You can really tell from this episode, and I really love her perspective on how we can approach marketing and copy from a more empathetic perspective. I know a lot of you guys listening um, are very purpose-driven and passionate and kind, heartfelt people, so you always kind of do try to come at things from that caring perspective. What Grace is explaining here is how to be more strategic and intentional and mindful about the way that we sell and market in our businesses. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hey y'all, I'm Maya Palmer, a brand and website designer who empowers nonprofits and small businesses to meet their growth goals and your host for the Life Beyond Business podcast. My own questions about genuine community and leadership in the entrepreneur space inspired me to create this podcast so that we can learn together. In our online business world, it's so easy to let comparison, competition, and the daily hustle keep us from truly getting to know each other as real people outside of entrepreneurship. So I'm sharing my experiences and sitting down with leaders I admire to chat about what they're learning in life and how those lessons have impacted their businesses. Here, you'll learn about life and business from a fresh, relatable perspective that typical how-to content doesn't offer. Let's explore how you can lead an intentional life grow your business, and make a positive impact while you're at it. From lighthearted conversations to opening up about our struggles, each episode honors our unique life experiences. Ready to be inspired? Come join the conversation. I saved you a seat. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Maya. I'm so excited to be be here. For anyone who's not familiar with your story, why don't we just start out with you telling everybody a little bit about what you do and what led you into entrepreneurship? Sure. So I got started in entrepreneurship. Actually, before all of that began, I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. I taught for about five years and I, around the time COVID started, I needed a change. Um, 
for a lot of personal reasons. I wanted to be able to stay home with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I also had this desire to still be able to teach and still be able to lead others. Cause I, before I left education, I was about to pursue some leadership opportunities. And so I was really interested in what that could look like in the, in a business environment. Mm -hmm. So I started, uh, creating some, I started looking for business opportunities that would support teachers and, and educators. And so um, that kind of led to supporting other teacher business owners. I created oh, awesome. my own teacher business and then I really wanted to collaborate with other teacher business owners. And the, the way that I really wanted to, or I found myself supporting teachers, teacher entrepreneurs the most was with content marketing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I found the world of copywriting. Um, because that's what I, I loved writing. That's what I loved doing. Mm -hmm. And I found that a lot of business owners had a hard time writing for themselves and writing about themselves yeah. and positioning themselves positioning themselves in a way that showed how they had something unique to contribute to the world and to their audience and to their customers. And so I loved being able to pinpoint that for them and help them, help them position their strengths in a way that really set them apart. And um, so that's kind of how I found copywriting. And I've been doing that ever since. I love that. And for everybody listening, in case they don't know the backstory, you were the copywriter for one of my website clients, Brittany, and she is a teacher as well as a business owner. And you just did such an amazing job um, really writing strategic copy for and, you know, capturing her voice, I think. Thank you so much. That's a huge compliment coming from a graphic designer because I, I, as a copywriter, I always hand off the copy mm -hmm. and then... I don't normally get to be a part of what happens after that. And yeah. so hearing that from the graphic designer after you've seen everything and plugged it all in, it's, that's a huge compliment. So thank you. Of course. And so I know we've talked a little bit about your teaching background, but I'd love to know what's one life experience that stands out to you as something that shaped you as in what you value as a leader today. And it can be anything that you want to share, big or small. So... I, I know I share a little bit about teaching, but I have to share that as kind of the life experience that it, cause it really has contributed to who, what I contribute as a business owner. Sure. Um, as a teacher, I, one of the things that we are trained to do before we teach any lesson is mm -hmm. to gather background knowledge from our students. You don't just like step into a classroom and start teaching any random topic without right. knowing what the kids already know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I always start off by asking questions and figuring out what knowledge or what concepts they already have a really good foundation on before I move on to the next concept that would kind of build their knowledge. And as a copywriter, that's something that I that I fall back on all the time, because mm -hmm. when you are selling a product or you're selling a service or a course or whatever it is, a product, you want to know what why your audience would why, why it matters to them. Mm -hmm. And that usually goes back to what, okay, so what do they already have? What do they need that would build on their 
back of their experience? What experiences are they bringing to this need that they have that your solution or your product Mm -hmm. would help serve? And so um, that skill set or those questions that I would ask all the time to my students, I find myself asking other business owners to try to tap into the minds and the thoughts of their their audience so we can know, okay, how do we set this up the best way to where mm-hmm. your audience would really know knows that this is the right fit for them? Yeah. Um, so that's really, I think, the, one of the biggest life experiences that contribute to who I am as a business owner. Yeah, I love that you made that parallel because that's such a good point. You know, you don't want to keep telling your audience what they already know to a point where you're going to bore them. And at the same time, asking them the right questions can help you understand how to better serve them, like you just said. So one thing that you mentioned on your website that I really loved was talking about empathy-driven marketing. When we're talking about things like marketing strategy and copywriting, you know, selling is a big part of that. But I think we also have the opportunity to do so with empathy and understanding the audience that we're talking to, like you just mentioned. So will you explain a little bit about what empathy-driven marketing is and why it matters? Yeah. So empathy-driven marketing is when your audience, when they read, when they're on your website, Mm -hmm. or they're reading your emails, or whatever content you're putting out there. And reading that material makes them feel seen, heard, and affirmed. And I think that is so powerful because as business owners, I mean, I've talked to so many business owners who feel this way. We're afraid to come across as salesy, and we're afraid to be pushy and I think this is true for women, too. Like, we're mm-hmm. afraid to, to push this on to people. And oftentimes it keeps us from from helping people. Yeah. Um, and so so when people ask me or say, Grace, I, I just don't I don't want to sound salesy. I just I don't want to sound salesy. Well, my response to that is, well, are you helping them, though? Mm-hmm. Because if you're helping them, then let's change this approach or let that be the approach that you take. Um, Maya Angelou said, people don't remember what you say. They remember how you feel Mm -hmm. and how you make them feel. And so I like to always remember that when I'm writing content or coaching other entrepreneurs, because the feeling that you make people that you leave people with is the most important is, is the most important part. Mm -hmm. And that's when, when people come across as salesy, usually the feeling that they're leaving the people that they're talking to is they feel they're making them feel guilty for not mm-hmm. buying the product. They're making them feel naive because they don't know the information that the salesperson is just laying out on the table. Mm-hmm. And they're making them feel ashamed for not yeah. having taken action before. And those are not good feelings. Mm-hmm. So empathy-driven marketing is when you focus on the strengths of your audience. You affirm the challenges that they're facing. You don't ignore the pain points that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. but you, you acknowledge them and then give them the action steps that would and the, the resources that would equip them to create change in their lives. 
It's not manipulative. It's not salesy. It's it's being a cheerleader. It's being supportive, mm-hmm. and it's collaborating with them. You're you're building a partnership with them, mm-hmm. and you do that by focusing on the things that they're feeling in the moment, the thoughts that they're having, and helping them step into the identity that they want to have. Mm. And so if we can write our messaging, um, and it, it also it really varies depending on the business that you have and the sure. clients that you serve. And that's why it's so important to, to really listen to your audience mm-hmm. and to know the things that they're saying. Um, but if you can define your messaging based on those re- those needs and the thoughts and the the way that your audience is articulating how they feel about their problem then you will stand out among your competition because you will have positioned yourself as someone who really understands mm-hmm. what your audience is going through and as you'll you'll come across more as a friend and more as a cheerleader and not someone who's salesy and pushy and mm-hmm. because you're helping them and right. you are you are yeah absolutely i love the way that you just broke that down and kind of that contrast between what salesy messaging is like and how we can be more empathetic in our messaging i hope that those specific examples will really help people um kind of clarify that yeah, yeah. I it's just it is challenging. I I can name so many times in my own um, business experience where I've I haven't sold or I haven't mm-hmm. offered to help somebody because I've been afraid that I've been that I would be pushy. Yeah. But when I think about oh, but I can really help this person, mm-hmm. it really changes my whole perspective. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, you acknowledge the struggles, but you also acknowledge the strengths and kind of show them how you can meet them where they are and help them get where they want to be rather than making them feel guilty for where they are. Absolutely. Yeah. We need it. We could all get another pat on the back <laughs> for living our lives. Yeah. I mean, if, if if business and your if your business can provide that for someone else, that you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Another, well, you kind of answered this already, but are there any specific examples that come to mind as practical ways or tips that business owners can express more empathy in their writing and how they show up in general in their marketing, whether that's on social media or their website? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think Number one is definitely listening to your audience. Mm-hmm. And before you assume you understand the problem, find another opportunity to listen to your audience talk about it some more. Um, I learn the most about the problems my audience is struggling with when I have one-on-one conversations. Mm-hmm. Um sure. And I know it's great to, there's lots of ways to do market research and to like, you can go to Facebook groups and you can, and those are all great. I think that's important. Um, But having, making those one-on-one connections with people and getting those specific words, um, it really, first of all, it helps you redefine what the problem is, but it humanizes it too. It helps you feel like, I can talk to one person about this or it puts someone in your mind Mm -hmm. for the person that you're helping when you're writing. And um, it helps you realize, okay, I'm speaking to this person rather than a whole room full of people, because that's what it can feel like sometimes when you're talking about your business on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think that's definitely the most important thing to do to make sure that you're focusing on empathy. And I think, too, like like we you touched on again, acknowledging the problems that people are facing. Pain point marketing is a little controversial in some places because mm-hmm. we don't want to quote unquote, twist the knife, so to speak. People are still, we don't want people to feel guilty. We don't want Mm -hmm. people to feel ashamed that they're dealing with the stuff that they're dealing with. But acknowledging it in a way where they know that they're not alone is, and it can help create a community for them. And you can create a community within your business that will make people feel, yeah, it'll give them a sense of community and and can build friendships in a way that would be really powerful and, and mm-hmm. connections that would be really powerful for your business that often lead to conversions too. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole point of your business is to, is to create revenue. Um, but I think we often so many times underestimate the power of connections mm-hmm. and, and relationships. And so that's really powerful for building your business. Yes, I 100% agree. And you know, especially what you said about market research, and we often think about it as, you know, going through all the Facebook groups or all the Google searches, but you can learn so much by just sitting down and talking to a person. And often, I know in my own business experience, I've learned a lot about my clients just from sitting down on the discovery call or taking some extra time to talk to them when we're meeting on Zoom about a project. Yes. And yeah, I've learned a lot that way too. One of the questions I always ask is what would make this a win for you? Mm -hmm. And the specific words that come out of their mouth when I ask that question, that is what goes into my messaging right away. Because when they say, "Oh, oh, I need it to sound like this, I want it, it, I want it to do this for my business. Those words are just gold and it becomes really great assets for your business, for your marketing too, when you're writing your websites and your emails. Yeah, I bet. That's really great advice. I'm going to have to start asking people that too. Yes, yes. It's it's really great question. I really loved your website. I read a lot of it, but um, another point Thank that you. really stuck out to me is how you mentioned that website copy isn't as easy as talking to someone in person but it should be and I've never really heard anyone put it this way but I think it's so true so what's one tip that you'd like to share for how we can make our copywriting sound more like we do in real life quote unquote just going back to thinking about that one person um the best conversations happen in coffee shops and Mm -hmm. in living rooms and kitchens and sometimes offices so Thinking about a place where you would say those words um, or think about the place that you would want to be to have that kind of conversation. Sometimes that helps create the words that you would say just to one person. Mm-hmm. It's not websites are hard because you're speaking to you feel like you're speaking to multitudes of people, mm-hmm. um, which can make them really, really hard to write. And especially if you have different types of audiences, which a lot of my clients do, that makes it really hard to write. But when yeah. you can find the overlaps, when you find one person who kind of fits into all of those categories and write to just that one person, that really helps. And yeah, tr- take the website platform off off of that big um I, I guess take it off of the big platform that you see 
but you feel like you're speaking on Mm -hmm. when you're writing on a website and put it in a coffee shop, put it in a smaller environment because that's when it feels personal. I love that. Yeah, just talk to one person and focus on that genuine conversation instead of trying to talk to everybody. Yes, definitely. This question kind of goes with that one, but I know a lot of us, including myself, DIY or copy when we're first starting out in business, but I'd love to know when would you recommend is a good time to hire your first copywriter and how can anyone listening who's ready to kind of start that process or start thinking about it prepare for working together? Yeah, so... um This goes for copywriters, too, because it's really hard for copywriters to write for themselves also. Um, But whenever you start feeling like you're stuck in the weeds, and this often happens as a business owner because you're looking at your business from all different angles. You're looking at it from the CEO perspective, from the marketer perspective, Mm -hmm. from the client management. I mean, you're doing so many things. And so when you feel like you're just overwhelmed and you feel stuck and you don't know how to position your words toward your client anymore, um, that's when it's good to hire a copywriter, someone who has an objective, who, who can approach it from an objective perspective, mm-hmm. um, can do, might even have a different perspective of your audience even, and won't even have, I mean, because sometimes we get stuck, we feel stuck because we're saying the same things over and over again. Sure. And having another voice, another writer come on and even interview some of your former clients to get some of their words, to get some of their language. Um, that is really, really helpful for your, it can be really, really helpful for you. So yeah, when you feel stuck, um, another one would be if you really just want everything to sound cohesive Mm -hmm. across your brand. Um, I've struggled with this before. Sometimes we feel like we have to write one way for social media, one way for our websites, one way for emails. I can relate to that. Yeah. And I mean, you should, you should set up your, and organize your words in a certain way because of the, you know, to work with algorithms for each platform. But if you're struggling to develop your brand voice, which Mm -hmm. your brand voice is how you come across in any of your writing. Someone should be able to read your post on Instagram and recognize the way that it sounds and the values that that you are focusing on. They should recognize that from your website and your Pinterest posts and your emails. It should all feel cohesive and blend together. If you feel like you're struggling with that and you don't really have a direction for your voice, then it's good to work with a copywriter, even just to like hash out what you want to sound like in your writing. Um, That's super helpful too. Um, The last reason would be if you just need support. A lot of the people I work with, they just need help writing emails. They just need help getting ready for a launch because there is so much to write. And so um, that could be really helpful too. So there's a lot of reasons. Um, And then getting ready to work with a copywriter, you definitely want to have a couple of things in mind. You want to know what what your goals are for Mm -hmm. your business. I often ask my clients on their intake form, what, like, what is your, what are your revenue goals? Like, what do you want to be your, your 
big pillars for the revenue that you bring in uh, for your business. And that's super helpful because that definitely affects how I write for you. Yeah. Um, if you want people to, if you want the customer journey to point people more towards one particular product than the other, um, that's really important information. So you want to know that. You want to know uh, what your business goals are for your business and um, and just have an idea for how how you want to sound. And another way that helps with that is knowing what you don't want to sound like, which a lot of people can think of that pretty quickly. So um, those are just a couple of things. But I often find myself even helping with clients come up with that too. So if you're not even sure, working with a copywriter can help with that. Such great tips there too. And I love what you pointed out about just getting an objective perspective if you're feeling stuck because I know even working with a mentor I've experienced that too of like just having someone else who's outside of the business looking and they might see things um, that are kind of things that are memorable about you that you can put into your messaging or things that stand out um, that you won't see and also about um, copy being goal oriented because website design is very much the same way and they always say you know design the website to support the copy so I'm often coming and doing the website after my clients worked with the copywriter but it's very much the same in that if something is your big goal for revenue that's going to be very central on your home page so you really want to start with your goals yeah for sure that's so interesting that that's your perspective too that's why I love talking with graphic designers yeah. I learned so much because we have mm-hmm. so much in common we're looking at copies sometimes or at the client's website very similarly but also very differently mm-hmm. and they complemented each other really really well yeah so um yeah I always it's always so interesting to hear from the graphic designer's perspective it is, yeah. I always love hearing from the copywriter too, because as a designer, you know, we don't learn copy, but we know some strategy so that we can understand how to build the website to support it. But then when I get to talk to you guys and learn a little deeper, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why we work together. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one more fun get to know you question, and that's what's one thing that you wish people knew about you that might not be obvious from your Instagram feed? This is a hard question because I always hope that the things that I want people to know about me come across mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, so I think the way that I would answer this would be I really like connecting with people one on one and like sending me DMs. Um, that's I connect with people a lot in DMs. Actually, one of my best business friends, mm-hmm. we we found each other on Instagram and we're like, we, we talk all the time now, but mm-hmm. it all started having a DM conversation. And so um, that's where I have, I just make some really great connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for people to reach out to me and have conversations in DMs. That's, I found out, I think I realized the other day, um, I'm an, <laughs> I'm an extrovert, which I always thought I'm an, I'm an introvert because mm-hmm. I do like my time. I like to read. I like to be by myself. Um, but the other day I realized, oh, I need to have some conversations with people. <laughs> and I think with COVID going on, we all like really try to find some way, different ways to be mm-hmm. social. And I guess DMing people on Instagram was that for me. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's that's the main thing. 
I love that. Yeah, I definitely love having one-on-one conversations with people too. And I'm an introvert, but I feel like even us introverts need some socialization. Oh, absolutely. I think we need to redefine what introvert and extrovert yeah. means. Because yeah, that's like, a good point. yeah, you someone you just assume, oh, they're loud, they're an extrovert, or yeah. they're quiet, they're shy, they're an introvert. That is not always the case. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's all about where you get your energy from. So, um, yeah. It's, you never know with people. It's why you need to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so this next one goes with that because you want people to DM you, but will you let everybody know how they can connect with you further? Yes. Yes. So DM me on Instagram. <laughs> um, you can find me at Grace Marie Griffith. And uh, if you want to check out my website, it's gracemariegriffith.com. So those are the main, I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, under those names too. Have not explored TikTok that much yet. Although yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I made like one post on, on there. You're doing better than I me. I don't even have an account yet. <laughs> well, you don't need to be everywhere. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'll explore that a little bit more someday. But for now, those are my places. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Grace. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me, Maya. It's been so fun. Wow, that was good stuff, right? To keep the inspiration coming, hit play on another episode. For show notes and links mentioned, head to myapalmerdesigns.com slash podcast. Thanks for being here.